voters in Africa's biggest economy and most populous country, Nigeria, head to the polls this morning to elect a new president and lawmakers in what is said to be a close contest amid rising frustration over cash and fuel shortages, unprecedented insecurity and surging inflation. President Muhammadu Buhari, who will complete his constitutionally allowed two terms in May, is not on the ballot. Voters will also choose new senators and members for the House of Representatives. Governorship races follow on the 11th of March. A total of 18 candidates are vying uh, for the presidency. And to look at this highly contested election, we join on the lineup by Professor Chris Isike, a Nigeria, a Nigeria expert who is from the University of Pretoria. Professor Isike, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. What makes this particular election as unpredictable um, as it is said to be? And, and why is it as crucial an election as it is? Morning, and thank you for having me on your show. Um, this, this is a, um, well, to answer your first question, what makes it so unpredictable? Um, before now, it used to be a straightforward um, run between the two major political parties, maybe the, the, the ruling party and then the opposition. Um, in the last um, 20, 24 years, it has always rotated between the PDP, People's Democratic Party, and the um, and APC. Um, however, in this election, um, there's been a new um, movement called the Obedient Movement in support of Peter Obi, who has become the frontline candidate in, in, in this uh, current election. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's emergence. It's, it's a product of um, the people's frustrations with the failures of, of the ruling APC, you know, to deliver on their promises and made them unseat the, the PDP who had ruled for 16 years before 2015 when the APC came in. The APC had promised, you know, to, to, to return the country to economic stability, to obtain corruption, and to fight, uh, you know, rampant insecurity. And on all these three major campaign promises that brought them to power, they said, you know, uh, woefully, and uh, the frustration of, of Nigerians basically mm. saw the emergence of uh, Peter B, who was opportune to be there at the time, and showed uh, what to, an alternative uh, to leadership, uh, humble leadership, transparent and accountable leadership, one that has displayed character and competence. And so these are the things that most Nigerians are looking for, and, and mm. this has made the race to be very uh, you know, unpredictable, as it is actually very close to call. Mm. And then, you know, this is a crucial election now to answer the second question because um, in the history of the country, um, they've never had it, um, you know, as competitive as it is in terms of um, the number of people who register to vote mm-hmm. uh, in the elections, about 93 million, and then those who can actually collected their um, voters' card, the PVC, um, 87 million plus, right? Um, so the, the real question will be whether they do come out to vote. If people come out to vote as they have registered, it is expected that, uh, you know, uh, it will be a very tight uh, race um, and many mm-hmm. people going to run off for the first time in the country's history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of, of course, uh, really just building up uh, to the, this all-important uh, uh, vote today, there have been a number of issues here. And perhaps mo- most notable, most frustrating um, for, for many Nigerians as well, is, has been this issue of 
of the the banknotes, which left many people uh-huh. unable to to access to access funds and so on. But, but just briefly unpack that for us, Prof. And what sort of impact do you think that um, may have had, or is still likely to have, really, on um, on the vote today? Well, yeah. So the banknotes uh, change uh, swap, as they call it, was was um, uh, you know it's done by the government. Uh, to do two things, basically to, to, to tackle those who have, you know, accumulated the old notes and to buy votes on, on election day, which has been customary for years now, since 1999 especially. And then also to, to, to render the um, illicit uh, uh, kidnap ransom money that have been collected over time by, you know, um, terrorist groups, um, uh, Boko Haram and, and uh, Fulani headers and all kinds of criminal elements that have been engaging in, in, in kidnapping and collecting huge sums of money. Hmm. That was the purpose. So, so to, but, but, but um, uh, and uh, the, the problem was that, the, first of all, the CBN uh, government, uh, sorry, the central bank, uh, CBN, did not um, uh, make enough uh, um, uh, of the new notes available to go around, uh, but the few that they made available um, was then quickly collected by politicians and, and, and stashed again. So, so that affected, you know, ordinary people, co- uh, you know, um, collecting money and getting money for their daily use. So that, that was a problem. Um, how does this impact the election? Um, look, it can, it can impact the election in two ways. One, people, the people could become very disillusioned and ideally should then um, and, uh, uh, go against the ruling party and their candidate. But the, the ruling party's candidate, Bonat Tsunubu, has been calling on government to suspend uh, the old law so that he may get some sympathy votes along those lines if people try to uh, separate him sure. from the from the from the ruling party. Um, I don't see how it directly affects the election because people, whether they had votes or not, most people have made up their mind uh, about where they are support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, so I think that they will be able to come out and, and if they have, uh, if they're angry about how government handle things, they should show that anger on the yeah. ballot box. And um, if they are happy with it, they should also express that sentiment. So, yeah. uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, uh, Prof. Just finally, here, I mean, Nigeria is a very important country on the continent, and you really get the sense here that when uh, you know when, when things go well there it it you know other other countries it, it, it will also bode well for those countries as well so when you know when democracy is upheld when when that economy is thriving as well bodes well uh, for the rest of the continent but also um it's it's heading to be or to become the third most populous country globally as well i mean all all of these are significant factors here just Briefly and finally on the importance of um, Nigeria succeeding and during these elections, but also just um, going forward in terms of the socioeconomic prospects and the potential of that country. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's a consequential election for Africa and the world because of uh, Nigeria's population. Uh, you know, the biggest democracy in Africa. And given the current um, uh, trend of a democratic uh, uh, democracy backsliding, uh, uh, you know, decline uh, in, in the U.S., most of Europe, and even in the continent of Nigeria itself, this election is consequential. Um, if, mm. if Nigeria is able to get it right and get the right candidate um, to restore its pride and dignity in the continent, to get the country moving again, 
um, it, will, it, will, it will be consequential for the continent because um, you actually in West Africa where we've seen a lot of military coups. Um, if mm. we get that right, it will be a kind of encouragement for most countries to, to, to go to democratic. If we get the right leader, that we will to champion the African cause and the African Union and the United Nations uh, and, and other multilateral organizations, yeah. Nigeria will begin to get the respect back, rebuild its economy, there will be less migration from the country, which obviously affects you know, the economies of uh, most countries in Africa. So it is truly, truly consequential, and we hope that mm. um, for the sake of Africans, that Nigeria will do get it right.